the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. RFUA is here to unite the listening audience, unsigned and undeveloped musical talent with well-known and established music industry contacts. Get ready to join members of the San Diego-based musical group SLED for a journey celebrating rock and roll music both past, present, and future. This is Swell Radio, RFUA, on The Answer San Diego. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it's the 17th of September, 2022, Saturday evening, and it is finally cooled down here in Southern California. We have a strange type of a show here for you tonight. We're going to feature a band called Allison's Anthem and the lead vocalist, Kim Brashear Tenberg. But unfortunately, Kim's got mom duty at Disney World in Florida and was unable to do that. So we're just going to talk about her music. And what's going on? Before we get to all that in the Ozzy Music Minute, my name's Peter DeLuke. I'm Dino DeLuke. And that means I'm Swell Ozzy. And Carrie Roth and I on assignment. Cole Lewis, too. But she'll be back next week, listeners, so you should be excited about that. AM 1170, FM 96.1 on The Answer. KCBQ San Diego, Swell Radio, RFUA. We'll be right back. There's more Swell Radio, RFUA. Radio for unsigned artists. On The Answer, San Diego. When hunger strikes, hit Mary's Donuts and Deli, 10101 Main Avenue, Lakeside, California. You don't want to forget about eating the wonderful sandwiches at Mary's Donuts and Deli. The Union Tributes Deli of the Year Award and Bakery of the Year Award. That's Mary's Donuts, 101 Main Avenue, Lakeside, California. Tell them Sled sent you. Rock on. For all your legal needs, Arena Law Group. 2732 Fifth Avenue, San Diego, California, 92103. All aspects of criminal law from DUI, domestic violence, drug charges, homicide, and even all your civil litigation needs. Albert Arena, over 35 years of trial experience in San Diego County. Arena Law Group, 619-231-3100. Again, 619-231-3100. Albert Arena, he won't let you down. Swell Radio would like to thank our sponsors. Vox Direct, Brock Scott Photography, Brenniger Chiropractic, Last Day's Tattoo, Mary's Donuts, Lakeside, Ramona Main Stage Theater, Rock and Roll San Diego, Conlin Digital Media, and the Arena Law Group. Without their sponsorship, our show would not be possible. San Diego, this is Frank Cannon, lead guitarist of Tesla, and you're listening to my bros and Sled on Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. AM 1170, FM 961, The Answer, KCBQ, San Diego. We missed you. We're back. Swell Radio, RFUA. Swell Radio, RFUA. The guest is Kim Brazer-Tenenberg, 
the band's Allison's Anthem, and I believe her guitar player... Micah, Brian, we're expecting a call. Anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about these guys. They're, they started out in Hawaii, was where Kim was, and sort of the Hawaiian Cougar Rock and Roll, is one of her nicknames was. And then they came into L.A., and what's where they are now. Um, they've had some pretty mild success because... Uh, They've been playing some shows, and uh, it's 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 like a really cool thing when you hear bands like this because the punk scene, you know, is still very much alive. I want to throw it over to Swazi because Ozzy used to really be into it. Oz, talk about it, you know, the New York City punk scene because you, Dino, and I, we all grew up there, and we were part of it in the early '80s. So talk about you, what you hear with Allison's anthem. I kind of like that. I really did because I do like punk, but there's a lot of different versions of punk and most of it I don't like because some of it becomes more performance art than music, like the plasmatics, if you remember that. Right. Yeah, of course. Wendy yeah, they're more about, right. She's more about a stage show than she was the music, and that's why her career failed. But these guys had a really cool sound. I enjoyed that kind of punk rock music. Some of it becomes too overbearing. It's too, you know, just depressing. But that was a fun, upbeat song. I really enjoyed it. Cool. We're going to bring Mike in. Hey, this is Pete DeLuke, Swell Radio RFI. I'm with Dino, my brother, and Swell Ozzy. How you doing, man? Good, good. How you guys doing? So glad you could make it. So I didn't get a bio from, from your singer, Kim. So fill us in a little bit about Allison's Anthem, if you can. Right. So we all met on Kauai, uh, in Hawaii uh, about... I think it was April sometime in 2011, and uh, we were touring in, in uh, well, not really a tour, and we were uh, playing around Kauai for um, maybe three, four years, and then we came down to L.A., and uh, we we were touring L.A. for a little while. Um, so while we have you, what do you do? What do you do in the band? You, what do you play? I play guitar. Okay, cool. Um, Are you one of the co-writers, too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a couple of the songs. I do most of the recording, um, and that's about it. You're doing, the produ- You're doing the producing, too, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds good. You know, I, I want to say, I want to give you a compliment. It's, it's really well done, man. It's mixed well, and it's mastered well. So talk about what you're doing. What do you have? You just have a home studio with Pro Tools, or are you having a lot more of an elaborate setup? Uh, no, at the, at the moment, I've been using Ardor. Um, I was using Pro Tools for a while, but uh, it just wasn't working out for me. <laughs> how uh, how'd the band come working. about? How'd you guys all meet? And maybe you can tell us about the rest of the people in the band, the rest of the other members. But first, tell us about the beginning, if you can. So at the beginning, uh, uh, Kim and Chris were looking for um, their own project. They were in a band called uh, Flight 180 before, and uh, they were doing ska music uh, back in the day, Christian ska. And so they wanted to do some uh, secular project, I guess. So uh, they got in contact with a couple of my friends who recommended me and we ended up getting in contact and meeting up, uh, jamming a few times, hanging out. Uh, we really hit it off as, you know, as far as friends go. Um, and so once we started writing, then we, let's, kinda, let's talk about Megatron if we can, because, uh, I, that was the first track. Okay. We did. Oh, are you part of that? I think that's, so you're sort of the big hit for you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Megatron was kind of, the came out of the the jamming days, you know. So uh, that just kind of came naturally. We just had a, a chord progression. I think Kim had a few different variations on melodies, that sort of thing. Um, that was one of our earlier songs. Um, and that was just, you know, fun. You know, Pete, uh, we like the vibe of it. Pete, this is Dino. So I want to know, where did you play in Kauai? I've been to, like, Duke's... Uh, Poipai Beach, uh, Mount Waiali Ali. I've been all over the island. I didn't know there yeah. was any rock going on in Kauai. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's not a uh, you know the most out there uh, as far as uh, popular music, but uh, there's definitely some spots. We, our favorite spots were uh, Tomcat in Kaloa. Okay, I know uh, where Kaloa is. Spot. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, are you guys currently working on anything, or what do you have going? <clears throat> uh, for the time being, we're pretty split up at the moment. Uh, I'm taking care of my dad in uh, Arizona, so we're kind of on hiatus, but we are we are getting together uh, every once in a while to play a few gigs in L.A. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Very, very cool. Uh, where are you going to be playing in L.A.? Uh, we usually play at, um, let's see, uh, we're... Kim's in the uh, uh, in the Long Beach area now, so we don't have any places down there. But uh, up in Santa Monica, we usually have a few spots. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of uh, the place we usually play. Uh, we're going to be up your way next okay. month, our band, Sled. We're going to be playing at the uh, Whiskey A Go-Go with Last in Line. We're more of a heavy metal, hard oh, okay. rock type band, yeah. I'd love to see you, man. Ooh, like uh, let's get back more to you guys. I think Swallows, you had a couple of questions for you. Oz, take it away. I did want to ask you, Mika, punk rock has so many different styles to it, more than any other music. Is there a particular one that yeah. you like the most? Like, is there's West Coast, East Coast, Thrash? What's your favorite kind of punk music? Uh, I don't know. It changes, you know. Um, lately, I've been getting into some of the hardcore stuff. Uh, I don't, I've never really been a huge hardcore fan, but, the, you know, like there's a band turnstile that uh, came out a while back that I've been into. So it really changes. Uh you know, I'm all over the place. I think we all are, actually. So, Micah, if, this is Dino. Um, it sounds like you were a rock guitar player at one point, though. I mean, your tone, yeah. the way you execute, it seems like you got rock influence on your guitar playing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I grew up on... No, no, definitely. I grew up on, uh, you know, Metallica and uh, Pantera and all those guys, but uh, we've all had common interests as far as the band goes. Is in like, uh, you know, Weezer... Uh, the '90s punk style. Yeah, you know it's funny. So it's funny when I hear Cam, I think of I think of of, of, of Deborah Harry and, and Blondie. But when oh, I hear yeah. the music, so it's sort of like towards the Black Flag type thing, and, and a little bit. I, I, I kind of like well, at least your guitar playing kind of reminds me of like a Black Flag influence into a punk rock, which I, I think is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our influences are kind of all over the place. So, uh, Micah, what, what's radio yeah. like in in Kauai? Uh, radio is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's probably the same thing that's going on pretty much everywhere else. I don't know about L.A. LA but, I mean, they're not really going, but they're not really supporting yeah. punk rock, are they? No, no, it's uh, it's all, you know, top of the charts or uh, Hawaiian music over there. So. Right, right. But or, you, got, you, guys came, you guys came to L.A., though, right now. When, when was that, about seven years ago? Yeah, I think we came in 20... I don't remember now. Did, uh, did you guys all grow up in Hawaii and then meet there? Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Originally from Santa Barbara, uh, so she's a Cali girl for sure. But the rest of us uh, pretty much just grew up in Hawaii. Maybe you could talk about the rest of the members of the band. Who else is in the band? Yeah. So Kim, uh, is our singer. Uh, Chris Tenberg is her her ex husband, but he's he's playing bass for us for you know. In ten plus years, and then Alex is our the guitar player. Our drummers have been kind of cycling through as years have gone on. Our original drummer was a guy uh, Curtis, uh, we met on Kauai. Uh, he was also a Cali guy um, who moved down there. Um, we've also played with uh, 
Hmm. A couple of guys. Are, so who's on the record? Who's on the recordings? Or are there are yeah. the different people playing on the recordings? On the recording, it's their uh, drummer from the Flight 180 Days. His name's Jay. Uh, we got in contact with him to finish the album because we've been trying to record this album for the past probably eight years. And uh, so we finally decided to lock it down before we all get scattered to the wind, you know? Nice. How old are you, boss? I'm 35 now. Okay, so you might know some of the people in Kauai that I knew. Um, my oh, friend, probably, yeah. My friend Justin's family used to own Kauai Moving and Storage. Justin Malley, oh, okay. did you know him? I don't know him, but I probably know some of his family. They're, you yeah. know, they're all over the place there. And then uh, Ohana uh, Helicopter Tours, did you know anybody over there? Uh, no, I think... My friend took a ride with them, but I don't think I know anybody from that company. Justin's probably a little bit older than you, maybe two, three years older than you. Family was there. Yeah, they were they? heavy into sports. They're uh, originally from Jersey, but they live in Reno now. But it's crazy because okay, yeah. I went over there on a honeymoon years ago, and um, they were like big-time locals in over there in Kauai, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But um, let's talk about something else here. Let's talk about what brought you to um to the West Coast. Was it the band, or was it something else you were doing? Or no, it was a band for me. It was also um, I was, I was also looking for a change in in scenery, I guess. Now, I it would be do you play in any other experience. musical groups besides this band? No, not at the moment. I played in a couple of small bands before this, but uh. That was about it. So as you so as you hit the so as you hit the California, then you guys hit the ground running. Right? You guys were playing some clubs. Where were you playing yeah. when you guys came into town? What were some of the venues? Uh, so we played. Uh, we did play the Whiskey Go Go. We played the Viper Room. Uh, we did both those once. Uh, every place else was, you know, wherever we can get a gig. Uh, we played with a couple of guys. In uh, River Rock, I think it was called Mel's Diner. Oh, yeah. Or Mel's, uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we were kind of everywhere. Were you guys supported by a label? Were you picked up at all? Or any any interest while you guys were doing no. performing? No, it was just us. We'd call bands and see if they had a, a slot open that we could, you know, play with them. And how did you get into recording, Micah? Uh, when we started, I wanted to uh, be able to record our demos and and uh, work that way, so we could have, you know, something solid to pass around to people, maybe gain some fans, that sort of thing, and cool. uh, it just kind of took off from there. And most of your fan base still in Kauai? Is that where it's mostly centered, or LA? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't even know if they really remember us because we didn't have much of an online presence when we were down there. So okay. It was mainly just, uh, you know, the live gigs. Which is cool. I think Swazi had another question for you. Take it away, Oz. I did. I wanted to ask you one thing about that. Uh, where do you see punk rock going in the future? I mean, honestly, the, the, the rock and roll business itself is not doing very well. Even after COVID, concerts aren't getting the kind of audience they expected, and the sales are certainly down because you can download music. But do you particularly have a view of where punk rock will go in the future? Um, I'm not sure. It's... I, I know the business definitely for sure is not great right now, but I think, you know, as far as the art goes, it's never been better in a sense. You know, I can write a song here in, in my room and, uh, you know, tomorrow somebody from, I don't know, India can hear it. 
Oh, well, there's always talent out there, but but is there a business yeah. and is there a future for punk rock? Uh, as far as I can tell, I'm not going to be pessimistic about it, but it, you know, uh, I don't see it getting more lucrative. <laughs> All right, so hold that thought because you know we're going to go to a commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Mike. Everybody, AM eleven seventy, FM ninety six one. On the answer, KCB. Q, San Diego, Swell Radio, or RFUA. We'll be right back. There's more Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. Swell Radio would like to thank our sponsors. Vox Direct, Brock Scott Photography, Brenniger Chiropractic, Last Days Tattoo, Mary's Donuts Lakeside, Ramona Main Stage Theater, Rock and Roll San Diego, Conlin Digital Media, and the Arena Law Group. Without their sponsorship, our show would not be possible. Where big names in rock and roll and up-and-coming unsigned artists converge. It's Swell Radio RFUA on 96.1 FM and AM 1170 KCBQ. Easy call management, advanced business features, Vox Direct. They have a toll-free phone number. They also have virtual receptionist, easy call management, advanced business features, and there's no monthly contract, so you can try it out and see if you like it. And, of course, they also have... Phone conferencing. So when you need to get everybody together on the phone line to figure out how you're still going to go with your business plans, they can do that. And for right now, you can do the first month absolutely free. It's their gift to you. Call them right now to ask them how they can help you and your business out. 1-800-353-5695. That's 1-800-353-5695. Vox Direct. That's right, Jimmy's Famous Restaurant, Santee, California. 9635 Mission Gorge Road. Long-running eatery and sports bar. Serving American comfort food in a casual diner-like atmosphere. Jimmy's Famous Restaurant and Sports Bar. 619-448-8994. That's 619-448-8994. Remember, Jimmy's Famous Restaurant, Santee, California. How you doing? This is Gonzo from Armored Saint, hanging out here with my bud Sled on Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. Come on, artists, show us what you got. San Diego Rock, crank that. Well, at least paying our bills is out of the way. Let's rock. Swell Radio, RFUA. More from Allison's Anthem. Micah, are you writing? Or because I'm, I'm, you, you tipped your hat a little bit earlier and said you guys, you guys are maybe thinking about putting it all back together. Tell us what's going on right now with the band. Yeah, Kim's pretty much always writing, so that's one of the great things about her. So she's got a lot of different songs in the in the works at the moment. Uh, and we are planning on doing another album at some point. Um, what I'd like to see is us get together and at least have a, a solid, you know, month long practice. Uh, or something, uh, and then get out on tour and actually promote this album a little bit more. Well, you know, San Diego's um, yeah. got a pretty big punk audience down here, yeah, they and they do. have some big, big. Uh, yeah, I heard they have some big punk rock uh, venues here, which is actually really nice. Um, mm-hmm. When you say you're writing, you are the actual. You and Kim actually uh, are the brains of the band with the writing, or. 
Uh, with the writing, Alex has put in uh, a bunch for a couple of songs. He's also submitted some of his own songs. Nice. Uh, I think we have, yeah, uh, Jimmy Kimmy actually is, is uh, mostly from him, and then Kim wrote, I think, Chorus and Bridge, something like that. Okay. Uh, so we all kind of contribute. It's a collaboration then. I think if yeah, you guys, I think if you guys were down in San Diego, the Casbah would be a great club for you guys to play. I think you guys would do really well there because you know the what one the cool thing of the Casbah. One of the things really cool about you guys, <clears throat> the songs are like just around three minutes long. So you know, A and R reps, generally speaking, they want it to be under four. So it makes you guys right. real marketable, and you can squeeze out maybe thirteen or fourteen tracks on a, on a CD, which is really even cooler because mm-hmm. that gives people more songs to listen to. So you guys do write. With that in mind, do you guys just write the songs, or how do you configure it? Yeah, mostly. Uh, we keep it short. Just uh, um, I don't know if we consciously really keep it short, but most of the songs we listen to as a, as a collective are pretty short anyway. So uh, our influences are are based around short songs. We also don't uh, do you know really elaborate parts or anything like that. It's all pretty simple. So. I'll uh, tell you this much, Bug Me first. Bug Me is a huge chorus. That's huge. Yeah. The way, the way you used mm. that and how you came up with that, that was actually something that I'll wind up going home tonight and think about that chorus. It's just one of those things that gets stuck. You know, right? actually, you know, you think about songs, because, you know, Dino and I, we play with a musical group called Sled, and Carrie's our lead vocalist. He's not here today, but he's one of the co-hosts of the shows along with us. And, you know, we've been together for 27 years and toured and been signed, and we just signed, recently signed to a new record label. So one of the cool things, you know, we check out other bands' material, and a lot of times, man, the cool thing about doing the show, you hear, we hear some good music, and you guys are right there, man. Like Megatron, I mean, I, 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 I thought to myself, I put the songs in a distinctive certain order, like almost like I'm making a set list. So if you hear the songs, yeah. Megatron, you know, and then I don't fall punk rock, and then I put Bug Me, and you know, and then here in a minute, we're going to get to a remake you guys did by a violent, by a violent femme song, which is uh, Kiss Off. Tell us about what made you guys choose that song to do. Yeah, in the in the beginning when we first started playing gigs, uh, we were doing mostly covers, maybe like sixty percent covers, uh, while we were writing our our music. So we had uh, a lot of different songs. That one just kind of carried through to today. You know, we we don't really have a whole lot of cover songs that have carried that way, but uh, it's always been a good crowd pleaser and you know, cool a cool sort of a groove song. Well. I got to tell you, the music itself, everything you're writing and the hooks that you're coming up with and the guitar parts, they're really strong, man. And that's what makes your band really good. Alice's Anthem is a hell of a punk band. Who are some of the bands and musicians that sort of got you into the punk scene and influenced you into Alice's Anthem? Uh, In the early days when I was uh, first starting out on guitar, I didn't really have a ton of experience with uh, punk bands. I was in like Liquid 82 and uh, that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, when I met, uh, Chris and Kim, uh, then I, they introduced me to more bands like, uh, the Distillers, uh, Riverdales, uh, that sort of stuff. And it all kind of stuck with me. So, um, that's kind of what, uh, what I listen to most often as far as punk goes. We're a little older than you are. We were really around during that really explosion of the late seventies, oh, early eighties yeah. punk. And I'll tell you the first national act show I ever played, I was 19 years old, and I was playing in a punk rock new wave band called Scratch and Sniff in upstate New York. And we won a contest to battle the bands that allowed us to open up for the Psychedelic Furs. And that was so cool. They were huge. And, 
you know, I have a punk influence to me, but, you know, Ozzy and Dean and myself all grew up together in New York, and we, we were doing the event, Greenwich Village scene. Oz, talk about some of the bands you saw early on in Greenwich Village. I don't know if they were particularly Greenwich Village, because that was almost a folk rock scene, but the punk rock thing out of New York was always Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, that sort of thing. Uh, the CBGB's crew, uh, right? CB, CBGB's was the heart and soul of it. I'm a little too young to remember Ziggy Stardust, but around the, the mid-70s or so, you had television and talking heads. All these people's careers were flying out of CBGB's. Absolutely. Even the police, believe it or not. Oh, sure, yes, they yeah, you they know? were discovered police out of there, too. I mean, you yep. know... When I think of the punk rock explosion, I mean, I'm Wendy going back, L. Williams. Yeah, uh, right. I'm uh, going back to like um, the the Buzzcocks. I'm going back to the Sex Pistols. Yeah, absolutely. Those were like the G.G. Allen. Yeah, I mean, he was a little profane for radio, and no one really wanted to deal <laughs> with him. Public Image Limited. And yes, cool. I mean, love so, pill. So yeah, they're really cool. So I, I know. I mean, so, even Joe Jackson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Elvis Costello. There's a band called Big Audio Dynamite, punk rock yeah. bands. Remember that? It was yeah. Joe Strummer from The Clash. Right. And in The Clash, I was saying, just even The Clash. So, Michael, were any of these bands were, were hitting off or name of the, did, were they an influence on you guys? Uh, I don't know if they were an influence on us. We definitely all listened to, you know, to them to some extent. Uh, like the Ramones were even huge, you know, back in that time. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, definitely the Ramones. Um they might you know, they uh, might very well be like the Rolling Stones of punk rock in some way. The Ramones oh, yeah, were, I sure. mean, they were perhaps the, if not the biggest name, certainly one of the top five. There's no doubt. You, there's no yeah, arguing yeah. those guys. Even people who don't know their influence by them, their you know their influences leak down to them somehow you now, know, through some third party or something. Kim kind of reminds me a little bit of Belinda Carlisle. Her tone of her voice. Okay, from the, yeah. Is that from the Go Go's? Is that that's who she was, right? I believe Belinda Ozzy. Hey, hey, you guys, okay, you guys we'll want start, a good one? Okay. Belinda Carlisle was the singer in the Go Go's. But a quick good fact on her: before she made it in the Go Go's, she was the drummer in a punk band called the Germs. Pat Smear was the guitar player. Yeah, and Pat's I currently one of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember Absolutely. the Germs. The that's right. Actually, the Germs had some. They had some success. Those guys. They were a pretty good band. So I, I mean, saw them one time. It was a girl with a crew cut, and five years later, she's the big deal in the Go Go's. Right. And uh, what I'm saying is, Kim's voice though has that timbre mm. and it's real, voice, really. She is. She's really good. Yeah, she's very talented. Very reminiscent of Belinda's vocals. It really is. You know? I, I hear a little Blondie, a little Deborah Harry out of her, too. I mean, Susie and the Banshees. She's Remember got, them? She's yeah. got a really good commercial-sounding voice, and it fits the music. And what a lot of... I'm trying to get across to a lot of our listeners who are younger musicians. I don't care what style of music you're playing, man. You know, when you're writing rock and roll, the lead vocal is obviously the most important thing. That's got to drop right in into all the other pieces around all the other pieces and make it work. If it doesn't, and when you're talking about a female-fronted band, maybe it's even a little bit tougher because the expectations might be a little bit higher. But she meets those. Yeah. She's really, really good. The songs yeah, are good. Really good. Songs, songs are really good. Songs are really good, too. All right. So you know what? We're going to wind down to a commercial break, and then we're going to come back with the Swell Aussie Music Minute. More with Micah. AM 1170, FM 96.1 on the answer. KCBQ San Diego. Swell Radio. RFUA. We'll be right back. There's more Swell Radio. RFUA. Radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. 
when hunger strikes. Hit Mary's Donuts and Deli, 10101 Main Avenue, Lakeside, California. You don't want to forget about eating the wonderful sandwiches at Mary's Donuts and Deli. The Union Tributes Deli of the Year Award and Bakery of the Year Award. That's Mary's Donuts, 101 Main Avenue, Lakeside, California. Tell them SLED sent you. Rock on. For all your tattoo and piercing needs, make sure you check out Last Day's Tattoo, 4919 Newport Avenue, San Diego, California, 92107. That's Ocean Beach, California. Call John or any of his wonderful artists. Piercing, tattoo, anything, 619-546-5150. That's 619-546-5150. Last Day's Tattoo. Heat, Dino, Gary, Swell Ozzy, and Co. Rock your Saturday nights in what we like to call organized chaos. It's Swell Radio RFUA. Swell Radio would like to thank our sponsors. Vox Direct, Brock Scott Photography, Brenniger Chiropractic, Last Day's Tattoo, Mary's Donuts, Lakeside, Ramona Main Stage Theater, Rock and Roll San Diego, Conlin Digital Media, and the Arena Law Group. Without their sponsorship, our show would not be possible. Hey, this is Bill Leverty of Firehouse with my brothers from SLED, and you're listening to Swell Radio, R-F-U-A. Back to The Rock on 96.1 FM and 1170 KCBQ. It's Swell Radio, R-F-U-A. Swell Radio, R-F-U-A, back here. We're going to begin winding it down, but before we do, we're going to get to the Swell Ozzy Music Minute. Take it away, Oz. Welcome to the Swell Ozzy Music Minute. This week, it's Blondie. 1974, Chris Stein and his band, the Stilettos, were playing at New York City's Mercer Art Center. It's there he meets Angela Trimble, who would later become Debbie Harry. She was the singer in the group The Wind and the Willows at the time. The two quickly started another band called Angel Snake. That featured Fred Smith, who was later part of Sonic Youth. 1976, Ivan Kroll is the new guitar player. Clem Burke and Gary Lackman are part of Blondie at this time. They soon sign with Private Stock Records and release an album called Blondie that was a commercial failure. Next, they sign with Chrysalis Records, and they find themselves as a support act to David Bowie on his Isolore tour. Next, they release an album called Plastic Letters and tour with Missing Persons as their support act. 1979, they release Parallel Lines. It contained the classic rocker Heart of Glass. This album sold over 15 million copies. It made them overnight superstars. After taking two years off, Blondie was back with E to the Beat. This contained another classic, Call Me. It was a huge hit. It was part of the soundtrack to the movie American Gigolo. It was number one for six straight weeks. Blondie soon tours on a double bill with Meatloaf. This was a huge financial hit with sold-out shows every night. Next, they released the album Auto American. Yet another classic on it, The Tide is High. This album also featured the song Rapture. Many people feel that this was the first rap song to be released on an album. The video features Fab Five Freddy, who at the time was a hip-hop legend. Debbie soon releases a solo album called Cuckoo, and Clem Burke leaves the band to play drums for the Arrhythmics. They soon reunite and release the album The Hunter, and they tour with Eddie Martinez on guitar. 1985, they release a single called Rush Rush that appears in the movie Scarface. Soon the band realizes they're million dollars in debt. Debbie is now a solo performer, performing full-time, touring with the Talking Heads and the Ramones. 2005, they regroup for an album called No Exit. This album is simply Debbie, Harry, Chris Stein, and a list of studio musicians. Debbie owns the rights to the name Blondie and cashed in fast. 
The album featured Karen Valentine, who later went on to be in the Go-Go's. It contained the number one song, Maria. It was Blondie's sixth number one song in 21 years. Only Michael Jackson has had more than that. 2009, I saw them. They toured on a bill with the new Cars, which was the Cars with Todd Rundgren replacing Rick Ocasek. Played in Peekskill, New York. Very cool. 2012, they toured with Pat Benatar. Their next album, again, was just Debbie and Clem Burke. It's called Ghost of the Downloads. The last I heard of them, 2018, they were the support act of Phil Collins' European store of stadiums. That was a huge success. They were headlining at the Lilith Fair. If you're not sure what the Lilith Fair is, Google. You can find that out. Lost track of these guys. When I have more to report on Debbie, Harry, or Blondie, I'll let you know. And there you have it. The Swell Ozzy Music Minute on Swell Radio RFUA. Way to go, Oz. Back with Micah. Hey, Micah, we want to thank you, man, because you got to pitch in here and fill in last minute. I'm really looking forward to some big things from you guys because I think that you guys have amazing potential. I'm hoping you guys are going to put it all back together again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys having me. This is awesome. Oh, man, what a, what a tremendous treat, man, especially for the punk rock world. Big time, man. Well, yeah, I mean, you got I mean, it's all about keeping live rock and roll alive. That's Absolutely. what we're trying to do here, man. Punk, metal, you know, ska, whatever it may be. I mean, we're all musicians, man. We're all mm. brothers and sisters. And if we don't keep doing what we're doing, then people just won't pay attention to us anymore. So that's part of what, why we got into doing what we're doing, because, you know, we all wanted a piece of show business. Yeah, Pete produced our record, yeah. that last cut. So we keep it in a family, oh, cool. too. So he did a really good job on yeah, that yeah. record. You know, yeah, oh, you, props out to Don Lithgow, who was our brother and he co-produced it with me and engineered it. And Don was a longtime friend and sadly passed away a little over a year ago and uh, kind of broke a heart. Good friend, great musical brother, great guitar player. It, it, you know, that's the cool thing. Our legacy of what we leave behind is our is our work. It's our music. So mm-hmm. well, want to thank you again for doing the show. We also want to give a shout out to Kim. Brashear, Tenberg, and of course, Allison's Anthem. My name's Peter DeLuke. I'm Dino DeLuke. And that means I was Swell Ozzy. We got a big surprise coming your way next week right here on Swell Radio Fiore, AM 1170, FM 96.1, on the answer. KCBQ San Diego, Swell Radio, RFUA. Good night, America. Thank you for joining us for RFUA Swell Radio, radio for unsigned artists. Join us next week at this same time as the celebration of rock and roll music, both past, present, and future continues. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. This has been RFUA Swell Radio, radio for unsigned artists. On The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.